Hello, James here, and welcome to the James Cast. What is in store for you in this episode? This is catching up and a conversation with Ali Mack. Who's Ali Mack? Ali Mack is a gentleman that I met when I was working the night shifts, 12 years of that, at Dubai Eye, and Ali was one of the DJs who was working at Virgin Radio in Dubai. Ali and I would catch up for about 90 seconds to two minutes pretty much every night that we were working, and we developed a friendship. And this is that catching up, because Ali ended up leaving Dubai. He moved on. He moved on to another Virgin product in Lebanon, in Beirut. He got married. He got very entrepreneurial. He continues to love music. He's doing his thing, and he's back in Dubai. And I thought, wow, there's a story here. And you know what? Allie and I sat down and we told the story. Interesting, interesting thing is at points of this conversation, I'm not sure who's interviewing who. Am I interviewing Allie or is Allie interviewing me? Hey, you know what? You're going to love it. Here we go. This is Catching Up with Allie Mack. Kind of. I'm going to have to get used to this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been mean, so long since I've been on <laughs> behind the microphone. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, that's, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was funny when you went, when we were talking about getting together and doing this. Yeah, like, uh, obviously, like, uh, we, we've, we've been following each other on Instagram for a while. I mean, since I left, to be honest. And every time I see you, I can see your feet <laughs> by, <laughs> by a swimming pool and then a mixer. And I'm like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, we have been talking a couple of weeks now about this, and I thought, oh. Yeah. And, and you know, the funny thing is, we met, obviously met doing radio. Yeah. And we were both doing nights. Yeah. I'm a morning person, so nights was a killer for 12 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Can you imagine? Like, I'm up at five in the morning, right? And really? Yeah, yeah. So nights was a, it was a, it was not made for you. No, twelve years of it. So when we were together, <laughs> is that why you seemed really buzzed because you were either running on adrenaline <laughs> or caffeine? Because <laughs> I was oh. like, man, I mean, I thought I had energy in the evenings, but yeah. this guy, whoa! Hey, you can fire that mask off if you want. Like, yeah, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. We yeah. get to see each other's. Uh, yeah, I haven't lives. seen your beautiful yeah. face in so long. Um, <laughs> Yeah, let me get this off. Yeah, and it's, you know, and, and we do social distance and we do, I do sterilize and we do change the, the covers on the mic. So yeah. it's, it's kind of cool. So you're fully invested in this. Yeah. Hey, are your headphones loud enough, by the way? You, you need uh, uh, Slightly louder. I'm used to, because yeah, my drum. You want more? Gone. You want more? You want more? A little is bit. That, yeah, yeah. You still want more? A little bit. Yeah. Is, yeah, you, I'm good now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh it goodness. makes all the difference, right? It does. It's, it does. It's, like it's it, so nice to hear your own voice. voice. <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> no, but you know, you know, the crazy thing is, yeah. and you would get this all the time, is is because this is what you did for so long, and and you I mean you're still doing variety. And we're going to talk about that. Yeah. But when you get in front of a mic and you don't have headphones on, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. You're just kind of like, I can't hear myself. No, Are you sure you got it, good levels? Is it going? And sometimes I watch like these podcasts and stuff and I, and I see them behind microphones without headphones and I'm like, mm, you're not doing this properly, dude or madam. So ma'am, you're not doing this correct at all. Um, 
Yeah, no, it, and it's nice to have have it really popping in your ears as well. Yeah, and it it does nothing for your hearing, but you know what can we do? So I've lost the top end of my hearing anyway. I've yeah. lost the top. I think it's they said twenty percent. Okay. So I was like, cool, yeah. going to keep going with it. <laughs> but that's, I think that was mainly from the DJing in clubs and stuff yeah. where, you know, literally the, the, the headphones were on full blast. Um, and then you've got the monitor speaker on, on yeah. the other side. So it's just like constant, yeah. you know, bass in your ears. Crazy. Ellie, I'm going to start this off. Here we go. Yeah. Let's, let's get this thing going. And you're going to love it because I run this just like every other good quality audio product. We have to have an intro. And there we go. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I like this. This is you. This is catching up with Ali Mack is Hello. what this is. Yeah. You're listening to Podaholics. My name is James Pikeway. Ali Mack is in front of me. And good for about the morning. next hour. Yeah. Good morning. We're having a chat. Yeah. And you know, and the beauty of podcasting is people can be listening at any time of the day. I want you to know this is like super early in the morning for me. Um, you may be listening to this at 4 p.m., but let me tell you, I am three coffees in. <laughs> Coming to you from the Rove Hotel, downtown Dubai, the podcast studio there. We're gonna have a lot of fun because we're literally catching up and it's, it's been a while. It's been a long time. In fact, I remember when we were, so we were both at Arabian Radio Network. Yeah. You were at Virgin. Yeah. I was on Dubai Eye. Yeah. And the funny thing about that whole environment was because I was at night, I didn't come in during the day. I was a freelancer for 12 years, mm. but I had a regular show. So I was like yeah. one of the few people who had this, this, this privilege of being on air. And I would run into folks like you yeah. and you would be getting ready to go, go on and do your show. I'd be coming in and get ready to do mine. So yeah. inevitably you were busy. I'd interrupt. We talked for about three or four minutes. Uh, I, I mean, you would charge into my studio and say, when are you going to play ZZ Top, you know? So, um, but that was a, you were one of the first friends I made in, in the network um, because you were the only one that actually came in and said hello. And like you said, because we never came in during the day, yeah. we didn't see anyone. No. And we, so we didn't have any of the drama either, which was, which I always thought was, you know, I mean, not that there's drama. Everyone's nice at the studio, but it, you know, Hey, we're people who are on air. We have a little bit of an ego and just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you did come across the drama. Um, it's, well, I found that I came across drama with people I didn't see yeah. much yeah, yeah. Um, because it was always like, what did you do to the studio? <laughs> you know, whilst you were there last night till two in the morning. Um, nothing, I swear I didn't do anything. I just pressed as many buttons as I could. Yeah. Um, but it was nice because honestly, I kid you not, doing evenings, I actually look forward to bumping into you in the evening oh, man, just to you. have a quick chat because I didn't see anyone during the day. I lived yeah. alone. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so it was really nice to come in, see a smiling face. It used to gear me up. Couldn't get away from the shirts. <laughs> and they're still here. Yeah, they're still there. And you haven't aged a bit. Hey, thank you very much. Yeah, but did you notice something though? So in the process of, of transitioning and what we do, yeah. I had a friend who got, got cancer. Now she she's oh. cancer free now. So hey, that's hey, just, you know, you know three cheers. But in the process of the this all happening and going, you know, starting her chemo and doing this those yeah. years ago. Yeah. So I used to have shoulder length blonde hair. Yes, you did. Yeah. And then I had to shave it all off because she was shaving her head off. Yeah, and so, so a bunch of us, so I took the, you know, the blonde locks off and when they grow back in, it's George Clooney gray. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were really blonde then now, yeah, yeah. but I like this. Yeah. 
So, I like this. In fact, it's, you know, literally it's George Clooney gray. And for all the women who are listening, who are going, oh, I can just, it's also rather thick hair. Yeah. And it, but, I'm not, but it's only George Clooney <laughs> above the forehead though, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, you look yeah. awesome. Hey, honestly, thanks, it's been eight years, by the way, since we last <sighs> is met. Is that how long it is? Yeah. It's been, I left in 2012. I, and I remember when you were leaving and that was, that was the whole thing. Cause I, I working in the radio, two things happened. One people leave and no one ever says anything about it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of your one day you're on air next day you're gone. Yeah. And I, that it's drives like, me nuts. Well, it's, you know what the industry goes on. Yeah. Um, you're here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah. And, um, it is kind of an out of mind, out of, well, out of sight, out of mind thing. Yeah. Um, I still get a few messages today. Though, oh, you know, remember being listening to your show growing up, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But um, yeah, show goes on. How, how did you get into radio? Uh, I fell into radio. <laughs> <laughs> I fell into it. Um, I was I was someone's experiment. Uh, a guy hold called, on, hold on, experiment. Yeah. Yeah, basically, I used to listen to a, a station called Kiss FM back okay. in the UK. Yeah, everyone knows Kiss. Thing. Yeah. Uh, so I used to listen to the drive time guy, a guy called Robin Banks, who's now actually in Oman. He runs right. a station in Oman. And um, he was talking about some stuff on air, and I just sent in an email saying, oh, you kind of <laughs> got this wrong. And he gave me a call, and he was like, oh, hey, can I put you on air? We spoke a little bit. Um, became friends, okay. never met. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he had a computer problem because I graduated in computer science. Of course, you know, that's the logical transition into radio and, and audio and DJing. Uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. It's all about computers. I mean, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't use my degree at all. Um, oh, wait, this is the man who's got the phone in front of him. He's got a hard drive in front of him. It looks like some kind of USB stuff there. This, this, this is, um, is a lifesaver. This is a vape. Oh, okay. Yeah, it stopped me from smoking. Hey, congratulations. That's, yeah, that's changed since we last met. That's yeah, you're, you're quite, yeah, quite the smoker. Yeah, that's gone. Yeah. Uh, got a couple of tattoos as well. I, I saw one of those online. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> this, this was a radio stunt. That's a radio stunt. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so go, let's go back to, to Mr. Banks. So you, you're, you're talking to the guy. You're helping him with a computer thing. And, and then one weekend, he just calls me on my mobile and he goes, oh, my computer's broken. Can you come around and fix it? I'm really sorry. Sorry, this is really weird. I was like, yeah. and I used to love this guy. I was like, yeah, of course, I'll be there. Uh, I drove two hours to his house. <laughs> two hours. And knocked on the door. So we're talking, we're talking England at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he lived in Surrey at the time, yeah. and I was northwest London. And that's far. Yeah, that is far. So two hours driving. That's, yeah. I mean, especially when we're talking England, that's yeah. that's like a vacation. It, yeah, it really was. Because you got to do two hours to get back. Yeah, exactly. But that didn't happen. I didn't do the two hours back. This is how I got into radio. And I knocked on the door and he opened it. He was like, uh, yeah, can I help you? And I was like, yeah, I'm here to fix your computer. He goes, no, I've already got a friend coming down. Darling, did you call someone from Dell? And I was like, no, dude, I'm, I'm the guy we speak on the phone. My name's Mac. And he was like, oh, my God, you're brown. And I was like, what? Oh, oh. Nobody no, told me. <laughs> and he was like, oh my God, that sounded so racist. I was like, dude, it's cool. Yeah, you know, not Happens all, all the time. Yeah, and, and, but, Which does not make it right. It doesn't, but it, oh, you get used to it. Yeah. You get used to it. Um, and we've become best friends. I was best man at his wedding. He was best man at mine. Uh, and he just said, I'd like to take someone from outside of the radio industry and see yeah. if I can just train them up to be in radio. Uh, and he did that and he was friends with the head of Virgin International, 
sent him my audio. I was like, this guy is a younger version of you. Um, got a station starting up in Dubai. We'll get him on on nights. And that's that's how I got into radio. So I, I, awesome. I owe him yeah. and I owe Ian Grace, um, who is the head of Virgin International, and uh, Steve Pulley, who was my oh, first man, program I remember director. Steve Pulley yeah. as well. We're still in touch. Oh, nice. Yeah, the guys, uh, you know, he really helped me and really coached me through as well. So those three men are father teachers in my life sort of thing. And it, it just keeps happening too, doesn't it? I mean, the, 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 this, the whole saying, the people you meet going up the ladder are the people that you're going to bump into going down and transitioning through. Yeah. It's, I, I think it's also amazing when we talk radio, Yeah, how everyone I talk to has got a career in radio has the same awkward, different story. Like there's, I've met very few people who say, oh yeah, I went, I, I went to broadcast training and I did no. this and I did that. Yeah. And it's never like that. Yeah. It's never yeah. like that. Um, you're <laughs> right. I mean, he fell into it. I fell into it. There's a uh, three or four other people I know who just fell into it. Yeah. Um, how about you? Same kind of thing. Absolutely, same kind of thing. Came here in 2000. I'm a university professor. That's what I do. So yeah. this is this is the irony, right? So every night when I would go and I would run into you, or you know, if I did come in during the day because I need to see the program manager, yeah. I'd run into all the daytime people, right? And yeah. I'd be I'd be standing there and I'm starstruck. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. every time I come into you, and it's like Ali Mac, yeah. and and I remember one day. Uh, in this whole process, yeah. I run into Chris Fade, right? And, yeah. and you know, nice enough guy. He's, he's a really nice guy, you know? And, and again, lots of egos. So let's, and, and I remember at one point, I'm just kind of standing there and, you know, Pretty Malik is there and, yeah. and I'm just like gaga because it's yeah. like, wow. Pretty's these, lovely. I really love her. These are, these are like radio stars. And Pretty looks over at me. And she goes, dude, yeah. you know, we do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. She's so cool. <laughs> she... New Yorker who's yeah. back here and no, married she, and she's the one person who yeah. has stayed constant. Yeah. Um, she's, she's a lovely girl. Um, I, I didn't find the starstruck part really. I, for me, we were just all, we started yeah. together yeah. at the station. Um, so, so let me back up with the starstruck part. Yeah. So I'm a university professor. Yeah. So I got started by, in, in radio here in the UAE. So I'd been here a couple of years, wanted to hear more talk radio that I was used to from home. So mm -hmm. more like BBC, CBC yep. kind of thing. We didn't really have it. So I badgered the guys over at 99.3, The Better Mix, yeah. until someone finally said, okay, why don't you come in and we'll do a little weekend show, you and the DJ kind of talking and in between tunes, talking news. Yeah. And I did that for a couple of years, just volunteered, just went in once a week. It was kind of fun and sitting behind, just doing like this, except someone, the, the DJ was running the board. Yeah. What year was this? This would be 2003. Oh, wow. Yeah. 2003, 2004. And then, then that sort of transitioned as the personalities left. Yeah. Dubai Eye was kicking off. They had some changes going on there in the yeah. early days. Matthew Johnson heard me on there, knew that I wasn't doing it anymore, said, hey, why don't you come over to the Eye? Yeah. And I said, no, because that's not what I do. I, I, he said, I want you to run a show. And I'm going, you got to be nuts. I don't do that. That's not my thing. Yeah. And so finally, yeah. he just wore me down. And, and so it was during Ramadan. And he said, why don't you come in and just give it a try? And so I did. And Sticky Fingers, yeah. Noel, yeah. Oh, Sticky Fingers, no Sticky Fingers. He, yeah. he sort of, he was there and he said, okay. He sat behind the desk because the faders are up, faders are down. Yeah. Red light's on, you're talking. And there's the clock. So you know that you got 12 minutes. Then hit the, hit the ads. Yeah. And I'm going to go sit over here and have a hoagie. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's how it started. And it, and it, and it was instant love. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to say the first month was oh, yeah. interesting. I talked to a lot of dead air and, and did things, but you know, learned through example and learned through people being pretty critical yeah. and snooping, which I don't think happens enough. And, and for those who aren't in the radio industry, that's when someone like Ali, I, you know, would listen in on the show or I'd send him the tapes. And then he goes through it minute by minute and yeah. says, dude, why are you, you know, your mic's too hot. You're too loud. Yeah. Your levels are off while well, you're, you're, you're firing off the ads at the wrong place. Your intro is really bad. Your outro is really bad. You're not following. So you, well, you call that snooping. Uh, yeah. Oh, we call that an air check. Oh, an air check. Okay. Mm. All right. Yeah. It's an, air, we, we had air checks weekly. I think they're a great thing. They're the, that's the only way. But to some learn. people hate them. <laughs> no, they're the best. That's the only way you're going to learn when, and that's where Steve came in yeah. and Robin, both of yeah, them, because yeah. I still sent them audio. Uh, that's a great thing to do. Absolutely. But look where you are now. Yeah. Well, and so that so that's how I got started, and then how I ended up finishing on air, and and I, I suppose someday we'll go back. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, podcasting is the way, right? It is the way. What what happened was they changed the format a little bit, and in changing the format, adding music, which is actually where I started talking between music. Mm-mm my show no longer fit on the actual clock because they had too many shows and too much things. And so they just said, you know, we're going to cut out that show. Yeah. And so they did. And we sort of thing, you know, after the shock and yeah. horror, yeah. because, you know, it's like, it, and it was funny because my wife said to me, mm. well, why are we talking about me? We should be talking about you. But my wife said to me, you know, for 12 years, you were never home between seven, seven. and 11. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You finally got your life back kind of, right? Yeah. Um, Kids left and I got the life back. I have a question for you. Yeah. Since leaving radio, do you actually ever listen to the radio? No. Yeah. <laughs> so it's normal then. All right. yeah. I, I, I don't listen. I to don't me. listen to the radio. No. This is the crazy thing. So, and I, I wonder if it's part of it. Part of it is just the evolution of things. Spotify, podcasting. I, you know, and, and I, I, I don't know. I mean, I just find I get my own music mixes that I've put together. Well, radio is a dying industry and it yeah. has been slowly dying for about 15 years now mm-hmm. um from the us to the uk because everything's now syndicated yeah. and networked and so everything's like for in for example in the uk uh everything is broadcast out of london right and spreads through the uk whereas before every city had its own sort of local radio yeah, which, which is dead now. to me that that's the part that i really like and i think that's where podcasting comes in mm-hmm. a you can do these kind of things which are just you know hey i love it because i don't have some marketer and a, and a management yeah. team breathing down my neck saying, yeah. oh, hold on, you only got 12 minutes talking. Hey, uh, don't, don't mention anything about the stations that, that Ali worked at before. And don't uh, don't talk about people. And, oh, don't talk about that product. And yeah. it's like, what do you want me to talk about? You know, um, <laughs> w- once I got in trouble um, with Steve because I had you on for a second. Yeah. And then I jumped onto your show. For, and yeah. we were part of the same I, network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was like, not allowed. I, I, I got, yeah, I was like, why? We're part of the same, we're sister stations. Yeah, no, no, can't no, do it. no, no, no. Um, don't mention any other stations. Why? Like, are we not all friends? We're, we're like a dying industry. We should try and stay alive. Yeah. No, can't yeah. do that. I always found that weird too, because I, it was always a struggle. I always wanted to bring in yeah. folks from, because we were 92. Yeah. We were Virgin. Yeah. We were us on the eye, and we were the Tagalog station downstairs. At yeah. One yeah. Point. You know, yeah. 91.1. Where my old co host is now, Louis. Yes. Costa, she's doing oh, really well. Man, I remember time. when you guys were doing it. Oh, we had a great time. Hey, you know the thing about So when we say I don't listen to radio, I mean, I do occasionally flip through the dial and I always end up over there with Louis. Yeah. Because I remember when she started. Mm 
her tag log on radio was a little bit rusty. I mean, of course she speaks, you know, that, but now she's a full blown diva. Yeah. Yeah. She's, and she's doing really well. And I'm, I'm really proud of her. Not that I'm her father or anything, but, um, we, we talked a lot about how to improve our show and I used to try and give her pointers and she would give me feedback and yeah. I'm genuinely, I'm still in touch with her. We speak quite often. I'm really proud of her. She's doing really well and, you know, she's, you're right, she's turned into this massive thing um, and she always had that. Yeah. But she was just never yeah. really pushed. Yeah, yeah. And she's doing great now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's radio. You, you, I mean, you had some crazy times here in Dubai and then you left. I mean, that was again, you know, and, 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 you know, we've, we've dropped some names and, and look, there is drama in, in radio stations. That's yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> it is egos is one of the reasons I left. Yeah. And, and let's be honest. Yeah. There are times of the day, like the morning, the morning shows, across any station those are the people who those are the big guns those are the big guns and and it's kind of like okay you know what and i always say because coming the professor side of me say well you know if you're really the big guns and you pick any station you go on the night show and let's see how many people are listening because yeah. i'll go on the morning show and i can tell you you've got a captive audience except now with covid fewer i mean there's no kids in cars right now right? no but so who's listening to those shows but but <laughs> being on a breakfast show you automatically have listeners yeah we had to work I to get listeners yeah. and um well i and i used to love you know the show that i was doing because they they would get all the stats right and they say okay you, you know you've got half of what the morning show has but people listen to your show for 45 minutes where they're listening to the morning show for 12, 12 yeah and i'm going 45 minutes 12 and they go yeah but there's more listeners like longer engagement people yeah, yeah. um <laughs> so i had a similar thing where for one quarter for one ratings and they tried to hide this from me as much as possible oh. i beat the breakfast show oh. <laughs> um, and, and again you were at night you were yeah. running the night show yeah. the night shift but that's really hard that's yeah it was brutal yeah it, it took a toll on my body for, for sure sh yeah, yeah for sure I um, mean people don't realize the amount of effort I mean it's not just you know yeah you're sitting behind a mic you're listening to some tunes but you you've got to talk and you've got to engage an audience and you've got to do your research and you got to know what's going on. And there's days when you're not happy and you don't want to be there and you've got to be Ali Mack, the, the spirit of the night. Yeah. Well, I had a minute and a half each time I spoke four times an hour. So yeah. I had uh, six minutes, an hour to talk, uh, which isn't a lot of time to keep an audience. Yeah. That's hard work. I, it's um, and then it's all the off air. You're on the phone. You're answering messages. Oh yeah, nonstop, nonstop. My favorite thing was the phones, though. <laughs> I used to get some great people on in the evening, like some real characters. Where I'll be like, "What am I?" Re the first, I, th I think, three months was a real shock. The type of people that called. Uh, I had a guy that used to call me from prison. Okay. Yeah, he used to. So call you me you were doing prison from, radio at some point. I don't know how he used to call me once a week from prison. Uh, this lasted about a month and I engaged with him. I was, yeah. most people would run away. Yeah. And this is where Robin's training kind of came and he goes, dude, engage. That's, that's a great person to talk to right there. And so I used to speak to him. Um, so the phones were what kept me going. If it wasn't for the phones, I'd, I, it would have really hurt me, mm. really hurt me. So it was really nice that people called in because they called in cause they cared. That's yeah. what I, th how I felt. That's how they made me feel. And, and in return, I cared about them. So I tried to do my best for them, for entertainment value. And yeah. if I could have gone away 
every evening and one person said, oh, you really made my night tonight. That was it. I was yeah. like buzzing. It, it, I mean, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? It just takes one and yeah. it's balancing out those texts because people don't realize they're SMSing into the radio station. Yeah. The SMSs are coming directly to you. Yeah. And you're, you're talking, you're doing your one minute and you're reading a message that's, you know, maybe not so kind. You take it. Yeah. Uh, it's a hard pill to swallow. And what people don't realize is, unlike breakfast crews, we don't have producers. Yeah. We are our own producers. <laughs> so everything's unfiltered. You're yeah. right. All the phone calls and messages that came through, we yeah. saw them directly. And yeah. yeah, there was some that really hurt. Yeah. I was just like, oh, really? But did you ever call people back when they sent you some? Says, you know, Ali, this is kind of the worst radio I've ever heard in my life. Did you ever call them back? Uh, yeah, I, I tried to. <laughs> And tried to put them on air, yeah. not to call them out or <laughs> no, anything, no, no. but to have a conversation because, yeah. again, it was material. Yeah, um, yeah they never picked up. Ever. No, no, because one person did. Oh, oh, okay. One person did, but they actually said, "Do you mind not putting me on air?" <laughs> but I'll tell you what, why I hate you so much. Cool. Yeah, they hate you so much, but they're listening every night. It counts. It's ratings. <laughs> so for me, it was like great. Thank you. Um, there's there is no such thing as bad publicity. Really? No. Um, so even getting into trouble regularly, which I did, um, <laughs> was a good thing. It worked. So they, you ended up leaving Dubai. You ended up heading to Lebanon to a, a Virgin Radio in Lebanon. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, need, that I, I needed a time out. I, I needed to get out of here. I was living alone. Um, well, I said, when you were here, you weren't married. No. Everything's changed now. I mean, we fast forward eight years. Yeah, so you've got a whole different life. This is a different Ali Mac. Yeah, yeah, completely. This is grown up <laughs> Ali Mac. Um, I left Dubai, went home within a month, got married to yeah. a girl that I'd known at the time for 11 years. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, we got married against her parents' wishes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, are, they, are they okay with this now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. they're actually coming out in a month to oh, visit. Nice. Yeah. Um, they said it would only last a year, it's lasted eight won them over. What helped was Lebanon. Yeah. Lebanon okay. really helped. Because, so tell me about this. Um, it was six months in to our marriage. Things were kind of rough because I was continuously trying to make effort with her parents. Wow. I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. It was killing me. What, what was their issue? Well, it, if you don't mind me picking. And, and no, no, uh, mate. <laughs> I, we're, we're quite, we talk about it quite openly. Okay. Um, her and I. So it was a difference of culture, uh -huh. castes, um, yeah. Her being of Pakistani heritage, uh -huh. me being of Indian heritage. Oh, um, yeah, even the well, class that they, she comes from a very wealthy family. She's a lawyer. She's educated yeah. where I was a radio DJ, you know. So the dad was like, what, what is going on yeah. here? Um, and I came from a, a normal family. We weren't super wealthy, but we were okay. Yeah, middle class. Yeah. And it was... It was also a bit of religion as well because okay. um, we're both Muslims, but she's one caste, I'm another caste. Oh, and it was just everything that could go against us did. <sighs> we got married anyway. And then I said to her, I spoke to Ian Grace and I was like, if you got anything else around the Middle East, holler. <laughs> so he did. He was like, I got something in Lebanon. So I was like, cool, I'm there, down, let's go. Pack your bags, darling. And she was like, okay. <laughs> So was the idea for her she could practice law anywhere or she was just keen to, to get a break? She was keen to get a break, but as in she was working from home there. Her okay. office like said, you can work remotely, no problem. She had a few clients in Lebanon because yeah. she does shipping law. Oh, nice. So obviously they've got a port there, yeah. as we know about. Sad yeah, news about so, her. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so that was the best year of our life. Honestly, it was the 
Lebanon was the best year of our life. The people, unbelievable. The country, unbelievable. What helped was the biased opinion and the propaganda that is spread in UK media is Lebanon is this and that and this. So when her dad found out we were going to Lebanon, it drove him nuts. Oh, so he says, like, what are you talking about? Because he's, you know, he's probably whipping out all of the newspaper articles saying, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Exactly. Have you seen this? Right. And we went. And he kept tabs on us and he saw that we were happy. We were fine. Uh, we did Virgin Radio Lebanon. I put her on a few times. You know, it was <laughs> it was now finding that balance of old how, me and new me. How was the difference between coming from Virgin in, in Dubai to Virgin in Lebanon? What was, what, what did you, I mean, the brand is the brand. Yeah. But the formatting was the same. Yeah. Uh, the, the music clocks were the same. Um, but there were only two presenters well there were only two shows because in lebanon they don't have shows throughout the day it's the breakfast show and the drive time show but we didn't have a drive time show so they were like we don't even want to put you on drive we want to put you on what you're known for which is evenings yeah so i was on in the evenings again which actually when you think beirut was popping that is when everyone's out it's yeah. like hey we need to listen to ali mack yeah yeah and and that was it i had no competition yeah and i was like well i need someone to keep me on my toes but it was great and you know i'd finish my show and then go out i'd yeah. be done by 10 10 30 and my wife would be there and we would go out on the town it was a beautiful beautiful city beirut mm. and the country as a whole I'm, i made some friends who are friends for life oh man really i just cannot tell you how grateful i am for that experience it was incredible so we did that for a year and then went back to the uk and i was like what, what was the deciding factor to to head back to the uk what really pushed you in that direction uh, um she was like, we've had our fun for a year. Yeah, but okay. She didn't really have much independence because she couldn't drive. They mm. don't really have footpaths everywhere mm. where we were living. So she was a little bit isolated. And she was like, right, I, I need to get back to her normality. Okay. So I was like, yeah, fine. Right. You know what? You followed me. Her career was now taking off as well. Um, so we went back and I said, yeah, cool. Um, I did breakfast with Robin at his station back in the UK for a few months. Couldn't do it. I just cannot. What was the issue with breakfast? I mean, is, was it just the time? Was it the... the my body just couldn't yeah. adjust. Yeah. I had my morning voice on. I couldn't yeah. function. <laughs> well, and you and morning shows, you're getting up at what, four in the morning? Yeah. But because I had to travel for an hour and a bit, oh, it was so like... So you're getting up at three in the morning? Yeah. Oh, man. It was hard. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Yeah. Uh, so I stopped. I was just like, I think I'm done with it. How did that feel? I had withdrawal for a good few months. Yeah. Sort of, sort of the self-esteem thing because you're Ali Mac, the radio guy. Yeah. And suddenly, A, you're not on radio and B, this has got to be a big one that plays in the back of your head. Breakfast is always yeah. the show. Like here you are doing breakfast and you're just going, I can't do that. Yeah. He was the main guy, obviously, yeah, yeah. on breakfast. I was, you know, just there and yeah. one of his producers and stuff. But, I, but still. I started falling out of love with broadcasting. Oh. I don't want to hear that. No at the want, time. Yeah, no one wants to hear that. Yeah, I just needed a change. I, yeah. I needed a time out. It'd been seven, seven years, eight years. Mm. And I was just like, I need to do something else. But I didn't know what. So That's a tough one, right? Because again, you, you're coming from a computer science background. You've traveled the world. You know, you've been up to Dubai. You've done radio. You were yeah. in, in Beirut doing yeah. radio. You're back in the UK. You've, you're now married. Your wife's got a great career. You're, you're, you know, you're producing, which don't, don't, I mean, I, sometimes people say, oh yeah, I produce a show. It's like, oh man, 
the people who are doing their, who are, who are the vocal talent. Yeah. If they don't have a good producer, especially on those shows. Yeah. It doesn't work. They're done. Yeah. So the hardest thing was I didn't know what I wanted to do with myself. How, how did you, how did you tell them your friend who, who said, Hey, come and come and work with me on the show. How, how did you break it to him that, you know, look, I, I got to back out here. We're very open with each other. Okay. I mean, we ripped things so he off. Got, so yeah. he got it. Yeah. Yeah. I just said, I'm tired. And he goes, I, I can see. Yeah. So um, he probably, he probably got the whole sense of it and thought, I'm going to let him keep going. I'm going to let him keep going. But, and he was a friend to me at the same time. Look, if you want to chat, I'm here, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, dude, I, I think I'm done with it. Yeah. And he was like, you sure? I'm like, I'm sure. He goes, you can come back whenever. I was like, I know, but I need to take a time out. And so literally for, I think it was five, six months, I sat at home and did nothing. Wow. I caught up on Netflix, <laughs> played PlayStation, <laughs> put on weight, <laughs> did the usual, met friends in the evenings when I could. And You suddenly uh, had time. I mean, I th- liberating because yes, you've got a career and yes, you've got things, but working in the broadcasting industry yeah. sucks up not only the time when you're there, yeah. but every other moment because you're constantly thinking, hey, I need content for my show. Oh, I got to be yeah, looking can, at this. I can use that. I can yeah. use that. Oh, will you come on my show? Oh, can you tell me that story again? Sort and, of thing. and the four or five emails that you got to send to people and the phone calls, yeah. just if, especially if you're booking your own talent to come on. It's mm. like, it was hard. I had a lot of down days mm. where I was like, I just don't know what I want to do with myself. But at the same time, we bought our first house. Oh, nice. That must've been kind of scary. Uh, it was Cause you're project. settling down. You're settling down when you own a house that, that's anchoring you. Yeah. That's putting down roots. Right? Yeah, that is. I mean, it's what, what it was is we decided to buy a project. So we said, we'll take a, <laughs> we'll take a house that was a former student house. Okay. And oh. we'll gut it out and we'll turn it into a family home. Are you a DIY guy? Here and there, uh, I used to be a lot, then I became lazy living here. I'm not gonna lie, I I got used to being able to call a handyman, but then being back there, uh, my father-in-law is actually big in property. Okay. I mean, he's he's big in property. So after we were talking again, he was the one that gave me the idea saying, take on a project. It'll be good for you. So he's looking out for you too. He, he was watching. He's seeing. He, how, he was. He was. Yeah. He sent me his builders as well. He goes, okay. you'll use my guys and you'll work with them and you'll stay in the house. Whereas my daughter will come back and stay with us. Okay. I was like, <laughs> okay, but there's no windows. There's no front door. Yeah. That's yeah. why you're going to stay in the house. And I was like, it's minus three. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> But it worked. Yeah. It worked because I fell in love with doing projects. I fell in mm. love with property and I thought, oh, you know, actually I might want to follow his path because the one thing my father-in-law always said is a man should always work for himself. I was like, huh? Yeah. He goes, you should never have to work for someone, do your own thing. And so it kind of pushed me in that direction. And so I started looking into that, looking into properties uh, and that's what we started doing. Like I started building a little portfolio, which I've now done, uh, set up a couple of side businesses. Well, give me an idea what some, can you, t- can you share what some of these are? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it was vapes. Okay. Uh, vaping was really kicking off then. And mm. there was this whole kick in the UK where everyone wanted to stop smoking. Yeah. Vapes 
were just everywhere. It started off as a hipster thing yeah. and then it became a necessity. Uh, the NHS were then recommending people to go to vaping if you couldn't use the patches and stuff. So I partnered up with someone. I did my research to see what the dangers were. Yeah, sure. I didn't really find any. Mm -hmm. There was one. Uh, it was a chemical in the liquid that they were using which gave you popcorn lung. They have now banned that liquid. Right. So vaping, in effect, when I read all the the research that had been done, they said vaping was ninety nine point eight percent water vapor. It was like mm -hmm. smoking air. Mm. And I put my so I started vaping and I stopped smoking. And I felt notice the difference right away. Oh, uh, within a week, yeah. yeah, I was running around. I kept up with my sports. I was still playing football, and there was a drastic change. That's right. You were always play you were always playing football. Yeah, you're a football guy. Yeah, I'm a football. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah, guy. I can see that. Um, you still playing? Yeah, you know, still I, mean, I mean, recreation league, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Wednesdays, I play on Wednesdays at Sports City with a bunch of clowns. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're good lads. They're good lads. Uh, they've become really good friends. Um, so. But I still follow the football. I still go to matches. Really? So I'll still, well, before the pandemic, I still flew back to the UK. I was in Madrid last year for the Champions League final. Um, so I still, you know, I was, I've been really lucky to be able to do that. Um, so yeah, we did the vape thing. And then my wife got offered a really great position here. And she said, hey, this has come up. And I was like, hey, don't know, don't know. Yeah. Uh, and I thought, maybe I'll get back into broadcasting there. I don't know. Yeah. So we took the leap and we came out here. Sadly, at the time, Radio 1 just closed down. Oh, yeah. Steve yeah. Pulley was there. Yeah. Um, and so literally, I've just been monitoring things at home. Yeah. And then we had a baby. Oh, I was gonna. We were getting to that. Yeah, that's a that's a life changer. Yeah. So that's yeah. So that was the UK. Two three years there, and then our next leap was here. How's it changed since you come back? I mean, I, I mean, the, the the one side is as we we you know we cycle back to what we started talking about. Yeah. You know, how much radio you listen to? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I, still, I still have it. It's crazy, isn't it? The, the biggest change for me coming back was they had raised Sheffside Road. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how do you do that? Why am I still surprised at things that happen here? Yeah. I lived here for five years. They raised it. And I was like, and why? What's going under? And there was a canal. Yeah. I was like, well, with a waterfall. There's a waterfall in one part over by the. the oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So right by the Gulf News part where you're talking about, by the, the Hilton, by the uh, Dubai Pearl. Yeah, yeah. That have it. tour stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's actually a waterfall on the canal there. So if you're, at, if you're at night yeah. and you're walking on the canal or boats are going through, they literally, it opens. It's, no it's, curtain. yeah, it's a curtained waterfall. And then they close it and it's lit up. It's beautiful. Why do people not know about this? <laughs> That's crazy. Um, but nothing had really changed. Yeah. Um, things were, it was the Dubai cycle, the up and down. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I think when I came back, it was for some the down, for some it was the up. It was steady eddy. Yeah. Um, nothing had really changed. But you've changed. I had changed. I mean, I you, you come back, you're, you're no longer single. Yeah. You're married. Yeah. You've, 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 you know, Put done up a house. You, you can say it. You can put say it. Put on weight. I, I, I was going to say we're a little, a little bit 
a little bit thinner. The pandemic hasn't helped. I put on six, seven, eight kilos in the pandemic. See, I, th I think that's the general malaise of everyone yeah. because we're home more, we're cooking more, we're hanging out more. We're it's not, not an excuse <laughs> though. Honestly, my, my wife lost weight and I put on. Yeah. Well, you, see, you, you just shared. Yeah, we switched over. But then and we now came, you're a dad too. I yeah, mean, so a year into coming back here, I, I thought, well, she thought, she was like, I think we're ready. And this is a girl that didn't want to have kids. Uh -huh. It's always like that. I mean, you know. I was the broody one. Yeah. So when I was like, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. She was like, no, 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 no. I got no, my no, career. No. I got this. I got that. Hey, we got a good life. Look, we can do this. We yeah. can do that. And But and then she kind of realized there was something missing. And so we had a wonderful baby girl, changed our lives. Um, best thing that could have ever happened to us, that and Liverpool winning the Champions League <laughs> and the Premiership. Oh, you've, you've put a child and football into the same sentence. It can be done. It can. It be would done. only be better if you named your child Liverpool. I tried. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I tried putting a name, but uh, we had agreed if it's a boy, I get to name him. If okay. it's a girl, she gets to name her. She named her. Mm -hmm. um, Noor Sakina is her name. Um, and Beautiful. she's now three. Amazing. Yeah, it changed everything. <laughs> yeah, it changed everything. More. You should be thinner. You've got a three-year-old who's running you ra ragged. You, yeah, she is running us ragged, but I just let her run yeah. and then I'll slowly walk. Slowly. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, darling, I'm coming. She's great. We had our first scare last week because we've just moved into a villa. Oh, nice. Top of the stairs. Yeah. And yep. she went through the gate yep. backwards, Boom. head first. And I don't know if you've seen that video of dads saving their kids yep. where they literally just within a split second are there. And I looked at this video and I was like, I could never do that ever. My child, it. I, it happened. My mate was there watching and literally I've taken a dive and caught her just as the back of her head was maybe about two centimeters away from the edge of the step. Yeah. And she was quite shook and we were at the top. Had I not made it, she would have taken a full roll oh, down. Man. Um, but I made how it. many bones would have been damaged in that process? Oh, well, I, I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you, I was at 180 BPM. <sighs> so that was, uh, again, everything changes when you have a child. Yeah. You just think, you, you know, there's certain songs you can't listen to in the car anymore because you're like, <laughs> oh, hold on, this isn't convenient. This isn't yeah. ideal. Um, no, no. <laughs> I remember my homeboys, uh, and you know, my, my boys are, are, are old. And actually, you're going to love this one. Yeah. As uh, one of my sons, you know, and it's this is the life lesson for parents, right? Right. We all want to tell our kids what to do. Yeah. And we all have aspirations. You know, look, I have a PhD. I could care less if any of my kids get a PhD. My thing with them is just do what you love. Yeah, be and happy. So, so one of my sons literally you know both of my sons have done that they're going hey this is what i'm happy doing this is what i'm happy doing one of them now works at the best recording studio in canada wow as a music engineer wow and he's a well he's an assistant engineer so he's a young guy yeah but he graduated he went through the whole deal yeah. and he is literally working on albums that you and i listen to no and how do you feel I, it's awesome I mean, That's it's brilliant. It is. Congrats. Congrats and, on you. And you know, the nice part is yeah. because in that, that field, and that, like literally he, he even said to me yesterday, he says, yeah. I said, what are you doing in your day off? He says, going in the studio. I said, what are you doing? Well, I'm working on my own stuff now because 
when he's not working, he's still at the studio. Yeah. And so that's his love now, right? That's oh, his it, passion. Yeah, you know, for and it, for two years he interned there, and I for free. Wow. So two years interning, I was supporting him for two years. But so he hey, paid his dues. He, oh, that, and that's and the so music industry. That's what you got to do. Yeah, of and course. They, yeah. You know, they're working like a machine. Yeah. For free. Yeah. But they eventually hired him on, and they just said, "Yeah, you, you know, the 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 head engineer sort of said to him, he said, you know, what's my chances? Just don't screw up in the next couple of months. You're you're looking good. Wow. And so is he doing mixing and mastering, or so he is doing? He's he's working on the recording side. So as you know, he'll he'll go in for the setup and right. then make sure that they're getting the sound off at this point. Yeah, and, yep, yep. and doing the basic at that point. So that's a real adrenaline rush. I forgot to mention because I did a production course. Yeah. Back in the UK, uh, after Lebanon, uh, it was a six-month course, and so I got to do engineering and stuff. Um, I n- know what he's doing. <laughs> it's brilliant. You know what? Good on him because it's a hard industry to yeah. break into. Oh, it's it's brutal. And yeah. it, I mean, there's no jobs. No, and I don't. That's what I I don't understand. Like, there's how many kids went through the program he went through and that, but there are no jobs. Like, yeah. unless someone dies, yeah, someone moves on, or they build a new studio you're never going to get a job in the no. field. And, and unless you decide, Hey, I'm going to go do live sound. And he did some live sound. He said, I hate it. Yeah. He said, I don't like, I, I don't like the lack of control. Yeah. You have none. <laughs> none. Yeah. And uh, so he'll send me pictures every now and then. Oh yeah. Here. And he had this, um, he had this uh, great band that came in and I can't remember what their genre is. Something punk. So maybe it's rock punk or okay. garage punk or Danko Jones is the name of the band. Okay. Look him up. Yeah. And he sends me a picture. He's, he's doing some recording there with Danko Jones. And what have they, what have they got mic'd up? The cowbell on the drum kit. And I'm going, any band that's miking the cowbell yeah. is a great band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know about bands because we had many conversations about this. Um, yeah, you're the maestro at that. So no, good for him. Good for yeah. him. And it, so the, the point is, you know, you just kind of watch your kids do stuff and it's hard. I mean, that's, I, I, as a parent, you're, you're, you're just starting off and you, yeah. you rescued your daughter, but as they go through things and you just watch them and give them advice and give them more advice and, and they do their own thing. And well, it's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's a balance because also the parents have to be on the same page. Yeah, yeah. And I find sometimes we're not, and that's a hard thing. Yeah, it is. Because she had a different upbringing as did yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, her parents loved her. Her dad loved her. My dad was okay with me, sort of thing. So <laughs> my, my bringing up was out of fear. Hers was out of love. Yeah. And so sometimes, you know, I'm like, she needs a bit of discipline here. And she's like, no, we no. can just sit and explain it to her. It's fine. I'm like, no, we have to be a bit stern. No, 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 no. Just, we just have to give her a hug and tell her we love her. I'm like, she knows we love her. <laughs> so it is, you know, I'm just at the beginning, but it, Every day is a new experience. This weekend, the weekend just gone. Um, we went horse riding for my birthday. And Happy birthday, brother. Thanks, man. And uh, she sat on the horse and That's she awesome. was riding. And I was just like, it was a proud moment. Yeah. Everything is a proud moment. Um, Isn't that incredible? It is. Even when she does something naughty, it's kind of a proud <laughs> moment because I'm like, yeah, that's my girl. I'm so proud of you. I don't condone her hitting people, yeah, but yeah. you know I want her to defend herself. And when she does, I'm like, oh, man, that was a good right hook. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, tell me what, what else have I got to look forward to? Oh, yeah. so you know, this is this is I got sad news for you because mm-hmm. you know you as your daughter's going through the various stages and school's coming eventually. I mean, not so far away. Reception 
You know, if you're in the British system, that's what, four years, four and a half, three and a half, four, right? Four, yeah. yeah. She started preschool already, but we've taken a break. Yeah. So when she's, when she start getting into the reception thing, finest. So people always say, oh, it's going to get better. Mm. It never gets better. It just gets different. So when, when, you know, when people say, oh, don't worry, it'll, it'll get better. She'll grow out of this. She's going to grow out of whatever that thing is that you're hoping is going to go away. But something new is going to come up to the point that when you got 23, 24 year olds like I do. Yeah. It's new for you, though, at the same time, right? So when it's, <laughs> it's new for them, it's new for you. Yeah. And it never gets better. It just gets different. It just gets, there's just more things to worry about. And, and I, I always said, and I say this to my boys now, I said, you know, up to about eight years old, those were like the golden years because you did everything and anything I said. Yeah, yeah. You were there. You yeah. were hanging off me. I like I and and then you know I'm really glad they went to school. I'm really glad they grew up. But you know now I don't know what they're doing every day. I mean they call. Fortunately, my kids keep in touch with me all the time yeah. and my wife and and in different ways. Right. I got one son who calls all the time. Yeah. And I got and and it's funny because people say, well, aren't you using Zoom or Skype or whatever? It's like no. Like we're, we're, we're old school. We're old school. We talk on the phone and my other son will send us messages, right? We're, we're right in contact with that and, and stuff. But, and it's, I think the hardest thing as a parent is when you don't have, you don't know what they're doing every moment of their day. Right. right. Like, yeah, I don't know what they're eating all the time. I don't know if they're having some issues with, you know, feeling sad that they didn't get a promotion or didn't, you don't know that anymore. And that's really hard because you did everything for them. So the worrying never stops. No, never. How have you kept your hair? I don't know, man. Because my my son actually owned a mo- one of my youngest owned a motorbike, right. and I hated it. I didn't want him to own a motorcycle. So because he owned a motorcycle, my wife and I made the we had an agreement with him. We said, okay, you you can we'll we'll facilitate you getting your license, but you have to have always top equipment on. You have to wear it at all times. I yeah. don't care how hot it is. Yeah, and you know you got to have the full thing and and blah blah blah. Yeah, and he he got into an accident. So biggest horror story of your life, right? You're somewhere and you get a phone call. Yeah, I've been in a motorcycle accident. It's like, you know, like your heart drops, whatever you're doing, your your whole world just spins out of control. And it's like, you know, you just go into myopic. You're on the phone. What's going on? He says, I'm okay. And that was the last day he rode his motorcycle. So literally in in slow moving traffic had an incident with a, a you know a car just a, a, actually a tow truck slamming on its brake while he was behind it and he said if it, if it wasn't for the fact that i'm six two i might have been decapitated oh. and and we sort of said how's that accident and then it was only after we're talking to people and said yeah he, he did kind of roll off the bike in the air and we're kind of going and he goes i don't remember any of that Oh my gosh. And he never got back on the bike. Yeah. And, and so, you know, some folks say, yeah, you got to get back on the bike. And I'm no, going, no, 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 I'm no. going now, now, you know what? You had your fun. Yeah. It, it worked and it's You're too dangerous. Yeah, and yeah. for me and, and for my wife, every time we would see the news back home and this would be in Toronto, we'd be looking at the news and you see bike accident. It was always like, and if it was at night, you're kind of going, Oh, he could be coming home from the studio. So you're looking at the image. You're looking, it's like, yeah. you're texting. Hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just new worries. You just keep, it's just new things. And you know, it's, it's, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. So oh. it never gets better. You, you, it's it, there. And it's, it's funny. Cause the kids, you know, the kids go, I call them kids and they go, you know, they're young men yeah. and they're adults. Yeah but they're still always my little boys. Of course, yeah. And it's funny how you remember them as the little boys who've gone through everything. Yeah. And you got to give them still space. <laughs> that's, yeah, I th- I, no, that's never going to happen with us. I, yeah. I don't think she'll ever have space. Um, no, good on you though, because yeah. two sons? Yeah, two boys. 
You look great. Yeah. Like I said, full head of hair. <laughs> You've kept yourself young and that's, you know, I good do. for you. Yeah. I mean, that's something for me hey, to look, look up to and say, you know, you did it. And you kind of want to your kids, right? So it's, you know, I, I, I think it's as they grow and as they go through different stages and, you know, they're 16s and they're 18s and they're yeah. 20s, you want to be able to be there for them. So, you know, health-wise, you want to, you know, you, you do a little jogging or you do this. You're you're thinking, huh, I got to make sure that I'm 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 going to be there for all these things. Yeah. And that's, that's... I am trying. I am trying to get back into shape. Uh, I was actually in really good shape. Yeah, yeah. I, I had got into really good shape here at the gym four times a week and then football and squash and I, like I said I've just recently let myself go but I, I you know I was eating well as well yeah. but it's hard dude it's hard to keep up with it because I'm a foodie I lived <laughs> off takeaways God. for like s eight years yeah. you know uni life and then radio life and it's, it's hard. hard but then I see her and you're right yeah. you know I think no, I, I want to stay around for you. I want to yeah. be able to do things with you. I want to still go into the play area with you because yeah. when I go to the play area here with her, I'm literally the only dad <laughs> who actually runs in <laughs> with her and we're playing hide and seek and we're yeah. going down the slide. And it's really funny because all the mums are like, is he her nanny or what? <laughs> like, I'm like, no, I'm father. You know, these things happen. Fathers do play with their children. They're like, wow. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> so you've seen opportunities as you, as you're, since you're back and, and the UAE is this, this phenomenal opportunity incubator, even unofficially, uh, you know, you've got the vaping stuff, you've done other things, you've got your daughter, you got, you've seen. Well, I was looking at opening up a vape store here when I first arrived and yeah. I was told, no, it's never going to happen, blah, blah, blah. Now there's yeah. vape stores popping up everywhere. But again, I'm now out of that. I'm yeah. out of love with that. And this is when I reached out to you yeah. to say, well, hey, like everyone's been badgering me about doing a podcast. Yeah. And so I've actually put my team together. Awesome. I'm... Having moved into the villa, one of the rooms is being set up into a full-on studio. Oh, man. Nice. Yeah, I've looked at the microphones, which is, again, things I wanted to run by with you. Yeah, yeah. I've looked at a mixer. Um, you know, it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right now. Yeah. You know, you, there's lots of great mics out there, and, yeah. you, you know, you can go with your Shures or whatever, and you're going to do that. Roadcaster Pro? I've seen it, yeah. It's the way forward. It is the way forward. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. And you, it's got a lot of features on it that you can turn off. This is a radio station. And what makes it work? I mean, we're, we're running two mics into it. You can run in uh, a computer into it. Okay, I can see it's got four oh, yeah. XLRs. It's got four XLRs coming out. Yeah. I can run it into, I can run this this mixer into a PA system if I want to. Okay. I can run it into my computer directly. So into it, it works not only as a mixer, it works as an interface. Okay. So if I'm recording multiple channels in, say, Audition. Yeah. Each of the channels that I'm recording separately. Yes. Right. That is something I wanted to discuss. With yeah. You. Yeah. Uh, you can run it into as I'm doing right now. I'm just running it on one channel, but into a micro SD card. So it's not coming into my computer. Beautiful. One of the, the saving graces of this thing is what if you want to do a phone call interview with someone? Yeah. This machine Bluetooth into your phone. Oh, so suddenly I can take phone calls and put them on the air. That's incredible. And then you've got, you've got, uh, I don't know how many different keypads it'll, it, it cycles through. So I, I can program in, you know, all, all different sounds, you know, intros, and I can turn them on and off just like a radio station. 
Right. I did see that mixer <laughs> and I thought, right, I want to discuss that with him yeah. and because I've seen the six channel Yamaha as yeah, well. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. If you're doing podcasting, this is, and, and it offers you a whole bunch of onboard you know, sound reduction stuff. If yeah. you want to have big bottom, it does that. Yeah. If you want to have auto ducking, it'll do it. I mean, it'll do it all right into it. Okay. And I mean, as far as podcasting goes, this, this is the machine. Here. And then microphones. So these are pod mics. These are road pod mics. We've gone, they've gone for the full, you know, road system. Yeah. And are these dynamic or condensed. These, these are, are dynamic, dynamic right? Yeah. And so the beauty, again, if you buy into the ecosystem of road, yeah, is these mics are configured for the mixer. So once you plug them in, you hit the sound because you can change it. You can adjust almost everything. Right. The mics are already preset in for all of the goodness of them. Okay. And and so it reconfigures the the audio to match the mic. So you get the best out of the mic. But you can change things around and you can you can use any mic you want. Right. But it asks you what kind of mics you're using and then you can adjust things. Oh brilliant. Okay. So, so that's and it's what I came super, here for. Thanks so much. Good night. Super affordable. I mean that's the other thing. Well this was the thing. Um price wise, they beat everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Oh, and right. I was just like how? Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's very light. In fact, one of the things that, so I, I, I bought my kit here in the UAE, which obviously I live here, so why not? Yeah. If you were to say, get it in England. Yeah. The beauty of that is often road bundles in other things with it. And there's a, you can actually run this complete deck without, without any electricity. So you run it off a battery pack because it really doesn't take too much power right. to run it. And so road in other countries bundles things into it, which they didn't do in yeah, Dubai. Yeah. Right. But even if you get it here, it's, you know, it's, it's, it really, so for me, this is kind of interesting. When we talk about the university, we wanted to set up a radio station years ago and mm. we'd actually looked at getting a, a Clyde system in and we were going to, we're talking 200,000 Durham's at the end of the day. It was beautiful, beautiful. Didn't happen for whatever reason. Yeah. They were slow. Then this came out yeah. and it does everything that you would do yeah. on the board of a radio station. You know, this is, this is, you know, four channel board that has all the stuff. Incredible. Okay. For, in, you know, here with price, about 2000 dirhams. So yeah, <laughs> and you've sold me for sure. You've sold me because honestly I was leaning towards that Yamaha, yeah. but which is depending on what you want to use it for, it could be great. But what would also maybe think, okay, so say I'm, you know, you're going to do Ali Mac live yeah. and you're going to do it, you know, you're doing the school run show, yeah, which Let's have a chat after. Yeah. But, you know, and you're doing it live in the parking lot of a school. You got a little generator going to, to and you've got some, you got, you got your speakers going. You can plug them in and it, it, it's got a separate, so it's got an outlet with a volume control on the board, big knob, yeah. that you can blast it out. So it, it just does. And it looks cool, dude. It, well, it looks cool. And when it's dark, you know, yeah. the lights, it's all lit up. Oh man, it's. So that's the one. Yeah. I think. You know, there, there are other options and Zoom has got a nice little kit that they've come out with for doing some recording brand new. And it's really a, a much smaller version of this, but it's cool. It's a Zoom. Uh, no, if I go in, I want to go all in. Sort of. I, I, I love this and I've been using it now for a year. I've been using one of these. Okay. And Is that the same one you take out with you when you're by the pool? Yeah. Yeah. And all of that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Because I see, it's like, it's, I can't see a picture of you without 
the mixer and yeah. I'm just like yeah I just carry it around with me even yeah, if it's yeah. not plugged in I just put it there yeah yeah <laughs> that's cool and and you know the other side I've done a lot of zoom this is the other side so maybe you're doing some podcasting and you're doing like me you're doing a catching up show yeah I've done a whole bunch through zoom I connect my zoom audio I connect this into the zoom yeah. grab all the audio off zoom I get my audio yeah I'm running it at 48 uh kilohertz so yeah. I'm getting I'm getting beautiful quality yeah and I'm just running the zoom right in this. So zoom quality, if you record the sound off zoom is, is about 32, I think. Uh, yeah. I ran it into here. I'm now recording that lower quality, but at a higher, higher level. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I sound awesome because that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> you always sound awesome. But, you know, my, my guests sound awesome. Yeah. And, and we got a great podcast. Brilliant. Okay. So it's, it really, when I think of how easy it is if someone wants to tool up a little bit and yeah. someone says, oh, you know, it's expensive. I said, you know what? You're looking at, if you go with a couple of, you know, then there's a variety of different mics. You want to try them out. But I, I really like these, especially you get nice and close. Yeah. They're, they're quite, they're sweet. Deep. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're sweet. They but then you, I noticed, do you need soundproofing with these or anything like that? The closer you are, the less you need. A room like this, a couple of pants. So we're in the, the Rove, Rove Hotel podcast studio. Beautiful. And there's, the, the right behind you is a big solid wall that needs a couple of panels on it. Right. Uh, and I've got the curtains open at the moment. But generally speaking, I, I do, I, at home I'm using a Shure SM58. So yeah. I'm not using a pod mic yeah. from Rode. I'm using Shure mics. Yeah. And I've, I've got very little soundproofing in the room. Yeah. You wouldn't know it. And it's fine. It's, it's perfect. Because I think the room, my room at home is probably about 35, 40% the size of this. Yeah. And no windows. There's, Easy there's a small window. And I was just thinking about sticking some pads on the Maybe. ceiling. Yeah, a few pads never hurt, right? Yeah. And a couple on the wall and away you go. I, I often say, you know, throw a tablecloth down, hang up some acoustic, uh, you know, acoustic curtain on a wall. Mm -hmm. You're done. It's easy. Right. So, it's, I mean, that's the, that's my next step. Yeah. So it's going to be the podcast. Uh, that's great. Um, and obviously I can't wait to have you on it. Because I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's going to be. Now, the other thing you might want to think about. Yeah. Is the Rove Hotel makes this room available. Okay. Yeah. So. I might have my, yeah, I could do. <laughs> I could do. You know, and, and it can be, you know, you could go and sit over on the, if you're sitting there, they got comfy chairs, they got a stand up system. If you want to stand up, you just move stuff over. Yeah. And they got a guy who helps you with all that. Okay. And, you know, you come in, put micro SD card in. Yeah. And you just good to go. good to go. This is great. <laughs> so, I, I did not know about this. Yeah. Honestly, I was just like, is it, why is he inviting me to the Rove Hotel? Yeah. Why, what, what? So actually, so what the, the backstory is, yeah. before they put this in, I used to, bring a whole kit and I was actually before I got the, uh, the, the road mixer yeah. just using an old Yamaha yeah. and we're talking like a pre 2000 Yamaha four channels that I would just link into my computer with a USB yeah. and I would sit down in this hotel in the lobby and do the show. Which actually I kind of like doing. So when you walked in and there's music and yeah, yeah. we just would sit up, set up on a table. I'd just get out two computers. I'd get out, you know, some extension cords. I'd set up the microphone, some mic stands. Got so, the so you <laughs> went through the stages of podcasting. Oh, yeah. You really did. Yeah, yeah. For years. And, and this is the irony, actually, when I was at, when I was at Dubai Eye. This is the, the best part. For, well, for the last five years of that, my, my stint there, the first hour I would do live in studio. And the second hour, I would pre-record that week usually out somewhere. So I do get fit radio with Marcus Smith from inner fight. Okay. I would go to the gym and I would set up my gear Yeah. and we would record an hour's worth of radio. So we would record 12 minute segments. Yeah. I'd break it up into 12 minute segments yeah. and send it all in and they would load it up. And the second hour, 
we would run these pre-records that were done that week. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know you did pre-recs. Yeah, yeah. Every 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 show there was, so there were every second every second part of the the show was a pre-record. Okay. Unless that couldn't happen, then I'd stay and do it live. But usually till eleven, so the ten to eleven part was pre-recked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It might be a doctor's. Show. No, the doctors always came in. So it would be, I did uh, the fitness show like that. Did we do the car show? No, those guys would come. No, in. the car show guys. Like, would the car come show in. would come in. So I can't remember the other ones I did the second part, but for the most part. The second part was recorded. Yeah. And I would do them that week though. So they were never, you know, oh, I did it, you know, months ago. No, it, it was, hey, I got to, I got to see you for an hour and I would drive out somewhere and set up and away we go. So where do you see, I mean, what's next for you? Like, is it podcasting all the way now? I, you know, it's, it's a funny thing because my interests, have, you know, so I'm a university professor and I yeah. teach communication and I, I don't teach this. Yeah. This is not what I teach. Yeah, and it's yeah. funny because someone say, well, you must teach broadcasting. I say, no, I don't. So, but you're still doing yeah. the, the, the teaching part. Yeah, full as well. time. I'm yeah. a full time professor. In fact, I'm teaching overload this semester. It's killing me. Wow. Um, teach five courses. Yes. Media ethics and law, intercultural communication, media criticism, public speaking. Dude. Yeah, I know. I'm dying. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> it's, the teaching's not hard. It's yeah. all the grading that's sort of coming in and yeah, it's saying, the, yeah. It's the paperwork after. It's right? the paperwork. Oh, yeah. Man. It's like I'm looking at How do you get time to fit this in? That's Tuesdays. Oh, okay. <laughs> so stack them. So the, the problem is not doing them. Yeah. People always forget. It's, oh, yeah, you did the podcast. Yeah, but then you got to do something with it. Yeah. So, yeah, I got the file. Yeah. Now, I got to load it in and give it a listen and, you know, make sure the intro is good. And maybe, you know, I, I kind of, I try to do my podcasts and when you listen to them and, and, you know, you find your own style. I mean, you're already, you're already 10 steps ahead because you've got that broadcasting background. The challenge is for people who, who are broadcasters who go into podcasting is they, they have the broadcasting mind still. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, hold on. No, no. I now have freedom to organize that the way I want. And you might look at a Joe Rogan and say, oh, that's what he does or it's what Stern does. And they've, they've really done a nice transformation, but you gotta do what you want to do. And it's, it's so hard to break free of, well, this is how it, how well, it works. Well, that was the kind of the idea. Um, I don't, I don't want to be the next Joe Rogan or <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be Joe Budden or I, it, like you said, yeah. you have to do your own thing. Be and Mac. He, well, and like I said, it's because I've got this team around me as well. I've got two co-hosts awesome. who, who have never done broadcasting. Beautiful. And I think that's what's going to be great about it, that these guys haven't, and yeah. they're going to come in and they're going to be raw, but I could already see in them that they've got a lot to say, a little bit of coaching here and there with word economy yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah. and crutches and things like yeah. that. But I think they are going to be the, the, the people that actually run the show. I'm just going to be sitting behind, kind of just adjusting the um, faders and just kind of... I'd say guiding them yeah. into conversations. Um, we just want it to be honest, truthful. Yeah. We want current topics. It's going to be a mixture. You know, everyone said, oh, what's the theme of your podcast? There's no theme. Yeah. The theme is three people in a room having a conversation. Yeah. And it was my wife that came out with the idea. And she was like, this is what you should call the podcast. I was like, oh, yeah. And... <laughs> You're allowed to have an opinion. Yeah. It's okay to have an opinion. It's, it's, that's a refreshing part. Yeah, that if I disagree with you, I'm not going to taboo you. I don't want to be like, no, get out. It's like, cool. Educate me on your view, please. Yeah. Educate me on your view, please. Educate each other and educate whoever's listening. Yeah. You know, I think that's... I think that's the route we want to take. So when are we going to expect to hear this podcast? When's it, what's your plan? What's your, what's your timeline? Ali? My timeline is uh, one month. Okay. 
my time so <laughs> sadly <laughs> sa- oh my gosh so one of the co-hosts has unfortunately tested positive oh no. so he's in isolation at the moment so i'm actually delivering food to him great great kid love him to bits i've got uh, an engineer coming in to help me kind of set up yeah yeah have a look at the room to say maybe in fact it's one of the guys from arn okay i've still kept in touch nice. with, with the it and engineers so he said look i'll come around and i'll help you out i was like cool great um like i said i before i bought anything i wanted to run things by you yeah. first i'm now gonna be seriously looking at that road yeah and serviceable here so the guys you know there's a, there's a, an agent here who deals with these road. machines okay. so i great warranty on them as well okay so, so I, that's peace of mind yeah no there's no no second thoughts at all on this you know and sometimes you buy a mixer or whatever and you think oh what if i'd gotten it's like no yeah do you, do you ever bank up shows yeah all the time in fact i i'm probably i run a two-week cycle so i've i've got next week's shows aren't up yet mm-hmm. and this show will come up the week after Right. Okay. So, I'm, so I'm, you're well ahead then. Well, it, it, it's a nice buffer in case you know yeah. we don't, and and so I run it that way. Probably put out three or four episodes a week, okay. depending on the platform that I'm using. And what I've started to do is because, unlike a lot of folks who work radio, and of course you always we were talking about when you're done, you're done. Yeah. I pretty much recorded all my shows, mm. like every one of them. Yeah. So I started replaying them. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, and, and, you know, the funny thing is I replayed a music show that I did because I used to do Wind Down Wednesdays and then we called it the jukebox. Yeah. And I replayed one that was seven years old. Do you, do you cringe when you listen back? You know what? Yeah. It sounds identical to what it sounds, all, all shows I do today. It, didn't, go, it didn't sound any different there except go, the music. W- and it's funny because the music's obviously seven years old, but it's all indie recording artists from the Middle East. Yeah. So if you hadn't heard them seven years ago and you haven't heard them today, you're kind of going, oh man, I, could, I need to listen to postcards yeah, out of yeah. Beirut. And and you hear the, the guy who used to do it with, he's talking. Yeah. And I sent it to him and he says, what a blast from the past. He goes, you're right. We sound like we're we're doing it. And there's one great story because again, that, that's a show I used to pre-record. Yeah. So we could talk about so it was actually really fast because we didn't put the, mu- I put the music in after. So we would intro and outro the songs yeah. and then I dump them in. And one time we had to go and record and we had to do it in his boardroom mm. and it was just too noisy. So we, I moved all the equipment under the table yeah. and we're lying on our stomachs holding handheld mics <laughs> doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> The things you do for radio, mate. Oh, man. And it was just hilarious. It would, yeah, that, that show we used to do every week. We, we'd put on four or five songs. And that's, that was actually one of the coolest things I ever did on, on the Arabian Radio Network on Dubai Eye. And it never got in trouble. Yeah. I'd play Arabic songs. I'd play Arabic music. And someone said, but do you understand? I said, no, nope. I, said, no I don't understand it. Yeah. But I get every song screened yeah. by an Arabic language speaker who says no drugs, no sex, no uprising, no, you know, nothing. Because it would be, they could be from Beirut. They could be from anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And so I would play complete Arabic songs. And I would play other songs. So then the music, no genre. Yeah, yeah. So death metal, the entire song. Wow. <laughs> And you got away with it. No one ever complained. Yeah, no no listeners complained. And I always thought maybe the management just didn't listen to the show because oh, they did. They, <laughs> they did. I know they did. Trust me. hundred percent. I'm sure they did. Cause I know Stevie used to listen to you as well. I'd be like, you know, have you heard James? No, I haven't because I'm on at the same time as him. Um, oh man. That's so, yeah. I mean, this was the craziest thing I did on, on radio. These tats. Yeah. 
That was in that was in Beirut. Yeah, this was in Beirut. It's on. You got a video of that on. You got a YouTube of that. Yeah, there's a YouTube. I mean, it, it started off as a as a joke sort of thing, yeah. and then it really turned into something serious. And I actually love them, uh, and now I actually want to get more. But um, <laughs> yeah, like I said, the things we do for radio, and this was all just for one thing, just you know, yeah. radio. That was it, just oh, to man. prove that. Oh yeah, men can take the pain. Yeah. No, they can't. <laughs> no, they can't. Ali, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a pleasure. We got it. We got to do it again really soon. And I look forward to listening to your podcast. You're gonna let me know what's happening. Yeah, I want to be on it. That's oh, hundred percent. Like, so I have my list ready, and you are at the top, my friend. Awesome. Can't wait. Ali Mack joining us here on Catching Up. My name is James Pikeway. This is uh, well. You're listening to us on Podaholics, and you know Arches Audio gives us this nice theme. Gotta love it. It's great. It's a nice way out. It's a nice end. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Hey, really. thank you. You want to find out more about us, podaholics with a K at gmail.com is how you can email us. And of course, www.podaholics.com to find out oh, hundreds of episodes. Talk to you again soon. Ali, once again, thank you. Take care. See ya.